This is the Kona Edge, the home of Ironman triathletes who dream of qualifying for the World Championships on the Big Island. Welcome on to what is probably the most anticipated episode of the Kona Edge. Uh, and uh, the reason being is we've been running a contest for the last uh, f- almost a year. where We're giving away an entry into an Ironman. And today is the day we announce the winner. So if you have entered, this is the episode that you want to be listening to. Okay, uh, We've also got uh, one of the most incredible stories to share on the podcast today. The winner will be announced at the end of today's show, but uh, let's chat about today's guest. And he is uh, an absolute incredible human being, comes from a very different background. And uh, when you think of uh, the country India, you don't think of Ironman and triathlon. Uh, If I think India, I think uh, from a sporting perspective, crickets. They are a cricket-mad country, almost bordering uh, on uh, a religion uh, for some when it comes to cricket. But uh, for Subramani Venkatesh... Uh, it's turned into Iron Man and uh, phenomenal, phenomenal story. He's now based in the United States, but uh, comes from an incredible background. And uh, he'll share some of that with us today as well. So uh, without further ado, and make sure you stick around till the end of today's podcast to find out if you're a winner. And uh, the good news is we're running that contest again for 2017. So you can enter right now. Just head over to thekonaedge.com forward slash win. You can get your uh, entry in there so long. And uh, thank you to everyone who left us a review and a rating uh, over the last few months. It's really helped us uh, get in front of more people. The truth of the matter is the more of those ratings and reviews we get, uh, the higher we get ranked in in iTunes and uh, more people get to see us and find out about the Kona Edge. So if you haven't left us a review yet and you've got any value uh, out of the podcast, please just uh, open uh, the Kona Edge in uh, the podcast player on your uh, device and just click on the subscribe button and click on the ratings and reviews. It only takes uh, literally five minutes uh, and you help us out in a big way. So without further ado, let's get straight into today's guest. This is Subramani Venkatesh. We head to Massachusetts in the United States and uh, we are joined by Subramani Venkatesh. Subramani, welcome. Thanks for, for joining us today. Thank you very much, Brad. I mean, glad I could make it for this. So I, I say Massachusetts, that's where, where home is for you right now, but you, you're originally from India. You've been living in, in the U.S. for, for almost a, a decade now. Uh, you consider yourself obviously uh, uh, of the U.S. home, but uh, India is still a, a big part of, of where you're from and, and where you grew up, and it's a big part of your life still. Yes, uh, because I spent two-thirds of my life are in India, so yeah, I mean, I still have some uh, uh, Indian blood going on. I cannot completely say I am a U.S. yet. And I still have an Indian citizenship. So, yes, I belong both U.S. and India right now. So, uh, correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, but uh, Ironman's not uh, the biggest of sports in, in India. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I think it, it plays a, a, a very smaller role compared to, to sports like cricket and, and field hockey. Uh, where, where did your, your interest in, in triathlon come from? Uh, okay, uh, when I... First moved to States, I was still pursuing only endurance sports like running. My uh, triathlon influence came from through a friends that I was uh, working out doing cycling uh, when I was not able to run. 
because of few injuries issues that was going through so i met few cycling friends locally in massachusetts 3 4 years ago and they sort of brought up this idea of hey you look so thin you've been running you look like a triathlete why don't you give a shot all right um after uh, one year of giving a thought on that I managed to put a effort to learn the swim and there you go all the triathlon carries started for me from then It's incredible yeah. if, when you chat to your your family and and friends that you grew up with back home in India and you tell them what you're doing what what do, what do they say <laughs> They didn't know anything about my starting career in triathlon <laughs> uh, up until uh, Two years ago, when I first made my debut Ironman under ten minutes—sorry, uh, under ten hours—I would say not the debut Ironman, my first uh, sub ten Ironman. That's when people all started thinking, "Oh, this guy has some potential." So let's uh, publish him all over on the Facebook. That's how people get to know me more. Let's let's take a step back to to growing up in in Bangalore and uh, your your sort of life as a as a kid. Were you were you always active as a youngster? I I was very active I would say I spent a lot of time outdoors playing all the time either soccer or either cricket it's not very formal uh like a soccer field go and play like with all your ga- I mean gears on it it's just a typical um like um very informal uh, clothings barefoot soccer barefoot cricket that's how i grew up so but i was active throughout my life were you pretty competitive as a kid did you did you hate losing uh, i cannot say i'm pretty competitive when i was a kid but i i would say yes so mostly when i want to do something i always try to do best and uh, i mean you you talk about very informal obviously lifestyle is totally different to 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 the lifestyle you have now looking back to to the way you grew up in in Bangalore that's that's one of the the, the big sort of differences obviously it, you you talk about formal sport and yes there is formal sport in India but there's a, a massive difference between the two countries there, there's obviously a lot of poverty in India and and uh, life is very different now isn't it oh uh, it's very different uh, i mean i would say it is like my life change after move to us I was one of those kid who grew up in uh, under middle class I would say not middle class I mean I would say one slightly above poverty line where I could manage to survive eating two day two meals a day very easily that kind of life I lead so yes it's a big uh, change for me moving to US very comfortable life I could uh, afford to spend uh, and the gears that i want to earn much easily than compared to in india yes so you are also read something that you had put on quite a bit of weight uh you 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 were one of the reasons you got involved in in running and and more cycling was to was to lose a little bit of weight tell me a little bit about that uh, yeah i mean see i was such a active person during kid I I paid a lot of attention in my uh bachelor's degree for education uh, just want to graduate and get some job I focused so much on it I totally forgot about my active lifestyle being playing cricket or soccer outside and I did not know 
that was playing such an impact role, I mean, such a big impact in gaining weight. I thought gaining weight in India was such a healthy aspect, but that was not true. Uh, because um, when I was commuting to office, which was taking all the time a public transport, I did not find that comfortable carrying extra weight on me. So I come to a conclusion that I would like to lose some weight and see how that impacts my real life. And uh, I did not know any alternative than just running. So like I started running and doing moderate diet and I also control a lot of junk food that I used to eat. Within three months, I saw big results of losing like from uh, like 80 kgs to 75 kgs. And I saw a, a true... Uh, impact, uh, I mean, good impact on me overall in terms of my mindset, uh, the way I was feeling. That encouraged me to go and pursue more and keep my running active all the time. Yes, and uh, I, I weight played a big role in losing my weight and uh, keeping me active running after that. I love it. And then, then you obviously mentioned the cycling, but the swimming was was a, a big challenge to you as well. When you took it up, I also read something that you you were you were swimming twice a day. You had, you had really studied it hard, and you knew you had to put in the hard work. And you were swimming twice a day until you became proficient. Uh, I wouldn't say yet uh, proficient because uh, that is the last term I have to use right now because <laughs> uh, I'm still a learning guy in this sport. The swim is something very 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 technique oriented sport i i am but i made a significant improvement in the last four years uh one of the things that was holding me and took me so long to start a triathlon was when i my when i first thought my triath i want to do a triathlon was 2009 but then i couldn't really pursue triathlon because swimming was holding me and I thought water is such a tough thing I cannot learn the sport it's really technique I can get sink all kind of scary thing was going on in my mind uh, and uh, finally it took me a couple of years to decide at 2011 uh, end of 2011 I would say when I decided to start swimming and uh, made a bold decision to take a swim coach and i started uh triathlon training then can you yeah go ahead i was gonna say can you remember your first first triathlon race that you did yes uh it was uh 2012 july um i think it's 13th uh, i guess uh a sprint triathlon uh where i uh swam like 700 meters in 14 minutes i think yeah that was my first triathlon in 2012 that's incredible you're giving the rest of us hope do you know that sorry i I say you're giving the rest of us hope listening to this uh, i mean you you talk about that first (laughs) one and, and how far you've come it's it's incredible I mean, yes, it is challenging to start, but I see that uh, anybody can do this sport very easily. It's a matter of mind over matter. So with the, 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 the time that you put in on the swim, you, you said you went and found a swim coach, but uh, I mentioned that uh, I read that you were swimming twice a day. 
that was obviously a decision, and and it speaks a lot to your work ethic that you you had made the decision you were going to do this, and <laughs> and and that just means you have to do the work. You definitely have to do a work. the The biggest part, and I also think that is my positive character, is I am a little bit of stubborn. When I want to learn something new, I put my whole mind, and I also want to. I mean, it's I don't know whether it's good or bad. I want to learn it quickly. That is was my uh, mindset back then. That's the reason I was spending so much time in the pool, like morning and evening. <laughs> I love that. Uh, the the step up from a, a sprint triathlon to to a, an Ironman distance triathlon is huge, uh, and and it freaks a lot of people out. They think there's no ways, especially after that first one. It's 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 scary. I mean, that first swim that you do and you get kicked and you get punched and and if you after that think, gee, I've got to go and do what if I'm going to do an Ironman? Can you remember where, when you made the decision to do your first Ironman and the the thought process that went into that? <laughs> it, 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 the I mean, the decision that I made for my first Ironman, I still can think it, it feels like it just happened yesterday. It is the same time frame now, like November and December, when I made my decision in 2012 to do an Ironman. It's in the same time. So how it began was this November season, we have something called indoor cycling classes in Newburyport, which is near to my home here. And uh, I was attending a class on Saturday, and after the classes, we were we all get together and sit in a coffee shop and talk to each other and how the triathlon was going on and stuff like that. And a friend of mine sitting next to me talks about his Ironman career, and all of a sudden he says, "Hey, Subu, I have a slot for you for Ironman for 2013. I can definitely get you a slot. You want to do it?" and came home was thinking so long and all of a sudden this guy booked a slot for me like without giving me any you know pre-notice and i said oh there is no way now i can come out of this all right i gave a word now i have to book a slot i mean book it for it that's how my first ironman began i did not made my mind until my uh 2000 Toal end of November. Do Do you think it's sometimes it's it's best to just do that? That you you almost go into it blind, where you don't really you you don't want to overthink it because sometimes you get that uh, paralysis by analysis. If you if you think about it too hard, you just want to commit and then do the work. Um, you may uh, for uh, you may do it. I uh, sometimes it's wise, sometimes it's not wise. I mean, uh. i would definitely encourage any youngsters that is first coming into triathlon to give a shot for a short distance figure it out where you stand understand what what's your potential definitely the first attempt of ironman you can give a shot and see if you really qualify to do uh, i mean i'm not saying qualify or it's something that is really interesting for you and you can spend a lot of time training You, you you can give a shot after the, your first ironman then you can make a decision whether you want to be your fit into that short distance guy or a long distance guy and then pursue your life to continue long distance 
that's what I would say. I'm taking it in in your experience. You figured out that you like the long stuff. No, I I am a long uh, endurance guy. Uh, I would say I can handle long distance much better than the short distance. Uh, maybe I did not spend much time training for a short distance, but even then, I would say I I can manage some extent the pacing very well in for long distance than short distance. Super, when did you realize you were actually pretty good at this? When I realized, are uh, you? Yeah, like how how long into your career did you did you go? I mean, was it that first Ironman that you did that you thought, you know what, I'm actually good at this and I'm going to invest more time and try and get faster? When when did you realize you had some talent? I did not see that I'm good uh, because if I would have said I'm good, I would have stopped long time back. I mean, I wouldn't have pursued learning. I pursued in such a way that I want to do much better because I thought that I did not do good. So that's how I ended up doing uh, the next Ironman. And I felt like, oh, I if I do much, I mean, I, I felt like uh, I can do even much better going uh, more training. So take uh, my first Ironman ended up being self-coaching. The next few Ironmans became with a coach. I found like my potential was really great. I can do much better with the coaching. So that's how I kept getting better and better. And I felt like I can do much better. And um, my interest was keep getting more and more into it. Talk to me about that first that first Ironman and, and particularly the the process during the race and, and how hard it is. Was it harder than you thought it was going to be? Was it easier than you thought it was going to be? And and describe to me the, the feeling of, of finishing your first Ironman. <laughs> first Ironman, I would always say it's very, very special for me. I mean, uh, it, it is where things all changed my life. I would say uh, when I did my, I, I certainly knew that I can finish the race. I don't know why that high confidence I have, maybe to overconfidence, I would say, but I see that the endurance sports is definitely finishable, but it, I certainly felt it very hard because uh, I did not know how to pace on the bike. And uh, there are points where I, there are, time where my mind was uh, drifting with uh, not paying attention how to uh, what is that take a nutrition so I literally bonked in the race uh, I was so I also say I bonked in the race because the couple of things went wrong uh, I did not learn the course very well uh, in my second loop of the bike I I didn't know where to stop to get the uh, special needs for uh, nutrition. So I ended up missing to take my special needs where I had two bottles of uh, uh, my special uh, nutrition. I couldn't take it. And by the time I hit 90 miles, uh, I, uh, I was completely out of nutrition and I was drinking on-course food. They were, I, uh, back then I did not know all the nutrition concept. Those drinks were too much sugary and my body did not absorb them. After 90 miles, I totally bonked. It was a struggle and I came up, finished the bike. I sat into my transition, uh, I mean T2, 
and I took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I would say like that. I mean, because it took almost 10 minutes for me to get over that bonking. And uh, then I paced myself a run a little bit slower than I generally were trained with. So, yeah, that was a big learning curve in my career of uh, Ironman. And since then, I don't forget to forget my special needs. Even if it is a 30-second stop to pick up my nutrition, I don't mind. I stop and pick up my special needs and I go. Yeah, it was a great, great experience for me. And a lot of learning things came into picture. And I also said, yes, definitely if I get coached with somebody, I can do much better. I felt like that. D describe the, the feeling of, of going down that finish and, and crossing, to, crossing the finish line on your first one. Uh, back then, Lake Placid Race was really, really special and famous to everyone in the northeast of america and being uh, and it's being special for me even today because it qualified for microna coming into that oval and the oval the people are so crowded the energy is so high i can still think about it uh crossing that finish line in the daylight people were all shouting your number and name some people who knows you it was incredible i was so uh happy that i i mean i was crossing that finish line so you, i was really, really happy you've obviously improved a lot since that first one what was your can you remember what your finishing time was on that first one i i remember every ironman that i finished till now my first ironman was 1058 Right. Gee, I mean, that's incredible. To go under 11 in your first is, is fantastic. You've obviously, you've gone a lot faster since then, but you, you obviously have the ability. How soon after that first one did you, did you think, I want to do that again? Uh, it did not take much longer. I came back home. Within uh, a week, I signed up for uh, Montremont on the race. I mean, I mean to say two, two weeks or three weeks after that was a Montremont race which was second time being hold in that uh, in that place and sorry there is uh, some noise coming up i just want to shut it down so that we can talk easily no worries yeah so not that long ago uh, after finished uh, lake placid i ended up signing the montremblant race it took me only a week to decide i love that and when did Kona first sort of pop up on your radar where you where you thought, you know what, maybe I should try and see if I can qualify for that thing? <laughs> uh, yeah, the Kona was there in my mind the day when I finished uh, Ironman Lake Placid. No, I mean to say that was one of the race which I watched on the television, which inspired me to go behind chase Ironman race. I uh, I admit that. I saw that on the television. I saw these people like uh, not only uh, physically challenged people finishing it, there were some people uh, like uh, senior citizen people crossing those finishing line and uh, beating the chest uh, inspired me every bit like saying when these people can do it, I definitely can do it. The, and then I put my mind back then itself, I want to do Conan. Definitely that was there from the day one I started Ironman training. 
Super, what's what's the 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 thing you're most proud of when it comes to your triathlon career right now? What I am more proud of, I am more proud about being around the first Indian who was born in India, brought up and coming up into the States, training hard, going into the corner as the first Indian. That makes me really feel proud about triathlon for me. I love that. I, I know a guy, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him out here because I'm going to put some pressure on him. Uh, he's a, a guy that I know from, from South Africa. He's, he's from Angola, a guy by the name of uh, Miguel. And, and he spends mm-hmm. a, a lot of time in, 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 obviously in Angola, but, but racing in Europe as well. And, and he's working so hard to, to try and become the first Angolan to, to qualify and, and race on the big islands. And it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but obviously it does take a, a lot of, a lot of work and, and dedication. If you could go back and, and tell Subu, who's starting out in his Iron Man career, uh, knowing what you know now, what would you tell yourself? What would you do differently? What would you spend more time working on? Um, I would tell whoever trains in the triathlon want to go to Kona, if you are a triathlete, don't see each discipline as different. See everything as one. First thing is, triathlon is a race of three disciplines, but if you want to be in the Kona, you should be good in all three. So think that you are spending time equally, reasonably in all three. And make sure that uh, everything, when you do a swim, think like you are a swimmer. When you are a cycling, you think like a cyclist. When you are running, think like a runner, marathon runner. But when you put it together, think as one sport and make sure you focus very well in everything you do. Out of That's the, what I would say. Out of the three disciplines, which is your which is your strongest? My strongest is, I would say, equally bike and run. Uh, they both are same. Bike and run are same for me. That, swim is a weak spot. As a triathlete, that's a nice problem to have, having a, a an equal run and bike, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, somewhat, I feel lucky to have an equal balance between the two. But I, having said that, I still train a lot on the cycling. My run training is really, uh, really low, but intensity-wise is high. That that is the one thing which made a big difference in last year uh, run uh, for a triathlon for me. So as far as work goes, I know you work a full day. What what do you do for a living, and and how do you juggle the the demands of of training for three three sports essentially, and 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 working full time? Definitely, it's a challenge for me balancing work, home at the same time, or triathlon training. No, I since the one uh, I work from home that gives me a big advantage. At times, uh, saving my time in commute and spend my time on training a little bit, that is the added advantage for me. Uh, having said that, I still go early, finish off my training, and that also helps me out uh, to focus on my work and uh, get off the work early in the evening, like 5, 5.30. 
and start my training again. Sometimes I take a lunch breaks and sacrifice my lunch time, uh, long lunch. Instead, I will just go for a run or a short uh, spin if there is. That's what uh, allocated in my training. But mostly my afternoon goes for a run and then come back and eat my lunch. Uh, uh, that is uh, that is the eating lunch is about 10 minutes for me. That's it. So I'm going to ask you a question here because this is something that I struggle with. And, and I work from home. Uh, but I often find myself, I mean, you talk about shutting up and, and going out and, and training at, at, let's say, half past five. I find it really difficult to, to stop working when I need to stop working. Is that something that, that you struggle with? I mean, I tend to, if I'm working before I know it, it's, it's 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. and I'm still still in front of my computer. It's, it's not ideal, but the discipline to, to be able to switch off and go, you know what, that's my workday done. I'm, I'm done. I'm going to go training. How do you, how do you balance that? <laughs> yeah i can sometimes when i have a call with a, a team or my manager or uh, any uh, colleagues or friends it's difficult to shut off for the most part my uh, uh, calls or the meeting won't be happening uh, after five so it's easy to shut off however having said that I come back at work after eight o'clock after my supper in the day. So that kind of balances out for me uh, to uh, do extra work after my if I can't work after five o'clock. So definitely it is it is at eight o'clock when or eight thirty that I start till bedtime ten o'clock. Right. Tell me about your experience on the Big Island in 2016. Obviously, first visit this year. Uh, was it was it harder than you thought it was going to be? Was it exactly what you thought it was going to be? How did how did things pan out on the day for you? Uh, uh, Brad, to be honest with you, uh, when I landed on the Big Island, my uh, first thing was uh, to enjoy the race as much as possible. Being the first timer, I want to learn about the course and I want to see what it can offer me in terms of. Uh, uh swim bike or run and i mean basically it i took it like a learning curve this time uh understanding the whole course nature uh like uh people talk about uh wind heat and uh waves in the water all those things they talk about it so when i landed in the Big Island, I, first thing I took was I calmed my mind a little bit easy, but there was some pressure for me being the first Indian to be doing this race. I wanted to finish successfully and strong this race. That's all was going on in my mind for the most part. And uh, being in the island was itself a great thing for me. I saw these people training every day in the morning. I took I took their energy as like, oh, I'm going to compete with this best people. I felt really proud being there. I enjoyed every bit of it. And also on the island is is kind of a vacational place. It helped me relaxing more also at the same time. Fantastic. And and as far as the race itself, I mean, was it was it is it as hard as people say it is? It is harder than any race that I did, definitely. Uh, 
having said that because they put so much all the experienced people put on your mind so much the rest going to be hard and you definitely expect to be hard you so you already prepared your mind to be hard there is no i mean there was no point and there was no point uh, in worrying so much for me there were some technical issues that happened to me in the race so that took away my fun i would say but definitely it is a hard race harder race than anything that i did because i don't do good in the wind that is my problem uh, as soon as i hit uh, 28 miles in the bike the wind started picking up i couldn't uh, really deal with that wind very much uh, climbing up the havi it was a tough race uh, uh all the way to the havi i couldn't wait to return back thinking that uh the wind can settle down i have a tailwind that's what i thought but it was a hard race and while coming back from havi my uh, uh friend dealer was not shifting at all because my battery died and i was coming in the chain ring totally easy lost my time to uh while coming back there it was so hard that uh, i was drinking so much water and totally forgot about uh, how i am taking my nutrition and uh, by the time i came back into transition i felt like uh, i lost significant time on my bike because of uh, small chain ring and spinning high high cadence my heart my heart rate was a little bit higher uh at some moment which tired my heart and my uh, run kind of uh, impacted a little bit in the first few miles where i always do sub 7 mile run uh but ended up doing like 715 730 pace so yeah it kind of uh, tough and the toughest part of the corner was the queen k or oh, it was so hard and i cannot believe that uh, heat coming out from the wow i mean the black rocks and the pavement at the same time the climb, rolling hills did not do any better in that place i was sweating too much at the same time i was also feeling very hot uh, overall it was i i slowed on my pace and i just wanted to finish Uh, i count myself and i just uh, took as a learning experience and i wanted to go back that's what i said <laughs> i was going to ask i asked you about your first one how long after that race did you decide you wanted to do that again how long after finishing kona did you decide you want to go back and race again <laughs> and the very next uh, moment like i finished the i mean i crossed the finish line i said yeah i wanted to come back and uh, at least do better than what i did i want to redeem some extent where i went wrong did things wrong looking those things look, looking back at your triathlon career as it stands right now there's still lots to go you're still young what what's been your biggest disappointment and what have you learned from it the biggest disappointment is the corner thing the bike car uh, uh i being so dumb focused into so much into recovery and totally forgetting about charging my battery that's what i made a biggest uh, mistake in the triathlon and the other thing that i uh, biggest thing i did was i said uh, the first uh, uh, ironman i did not i uh, 
eat i mean what is that i did not do a very good in nutrition that was my learning curve so those are the two things uh, biggest learning or disappointment thing that i did in my career well, Subu, I'm going to chat to you about uh, the various disciplines, the swim, the bike, and the run, as well as uh, dig more in depth into your nutrition. But we'll save that for next time out. Thanks for your time today on the, the Cone Edge. Much appreciated. Oh, thank you, Brad. Nice talking to you. Uh, it was a pleasure. Hello. Hi, Jenny. Yeah, speaking. Jenny, it's Brad Brown from the Kona Edge. Are you well? Oh, hello. I'm I'm good, thank you. Yeah, how are you? Very, very good. I'm busy. I'm busy going. I'm busy on the massage table at the moment. Oh. Well, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't sure who the who the call was, but I was like, I'll answer it, but it's fine. So, if I if I scream, it's because I'm getting massage. <laughs> well, Jenny, I'm I'm phoning with some good news, and you are allowed to scream. You entered to win uh, that the Iron Man entry, and I'm phoning to tell you that we're paying for your Iron Man. Oh, my word! <laughs> I will scream. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing! Thank you so so much. So, oh, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> don't just. Uh, I'm oh, doing it. It's on. Wow. Oh, you, 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 your name popped out of the lucky draw, and I know you're chasing Kona. So uh, we're doing it on one condition. Yeah. It, you you make that you make that slot. So there's no pressure now, but uh, you have oh, to, you have to do it. No <laughs> oh wow! Oh my word! I'm so happy. <laughs> that's so, so kind of you. Thank you so much. Cool, Jenny. What I'm going to do is I'll pop you uh, an email just to get your bank details, and we'll okay. just we'll just transfer the cash if that's cool. Oh my god, that's amazing! Wow, Christmas has come early. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Cool. Oh, thank you so much. No okay. worries. And if it's later. if it's cool with you, I recorded that bit. Can I use it on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess so. <laughs> you can cool. you can say no. I don't mind. It'll just make for good. It'll make for good radio. Yeah, no, it's perfect. Good for it. <laughs> cool. Awesome stuff. Well, Jenny, we'll, we'll chat soon. I'll pop you a mail this afternoon, and as soon as you get that stuff to me, we'll sort it out. Oh, thank you so much. Okay. Cool. No worries. Then. Take care. Bye. Bye. And that's it. Congratulations. Uh, if you entered once again, uh, hard luck if uh, you didn't win, but uh, thank you for taking the time to enter. Uh, the response was incredible. You can enter the next one. Uh, all you have to do is head over to theconeedge.com forward slash win. It's as simple as that. And we look forward to uh, paying for your entry next year. So go check it out. Theconeedge.com forward slash win. Until next time, from myself, Brad Brown, thank you so much for listening. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Kona Edge. Don't forget to connect with us on social media. Simply search for The Kona Edge.